0: Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. This is episode number 105, and for show notes, you can find them at PimpYourBrilliance.com backslash 105. All right, you guys, it has been a while since I've had a guest on the show, probably almost a year, not quite a year, but we're getting really, really close. But today I have a special guest, one of my favorite people on the internet. She's back on the show because if you know, we've been talking about creating content that sells all month long. So far, we've already talked about creating your content strategy, basically your content cake. I shared five tips for creating content that sells. We've also talked about generating endless content ideas by using your content pillars. But there is one piece of the content strategy cake pie that we have not tackled yet. And that is video content. And if you have been a longtime listener of this show then you should already know who the guest is today. Because if I'm going to talk about video, I have to call my video queen, Miss Zaylee Barkley. And if you are not familiar with Zaylee, then um, you're missing out. But you can go back to episode number eight or episode number 53. She's been on the show twice already, and you can get all of her goodness and so much gems. And just her vibe is just so dope. So you're really in for a treat today. Because we're going to be talking about creating video content that sells. And if you're not doing video, hopefully by the end of this episode, Zaylee will have convinced you to at least like turn the camera on yourself once or twice and get yourself on camera. So without further ado, you guys, let's welcome Zaylee back to the show. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey well
1: oh my gosh I'm over here cheesing I'm like is she talking about me oh my gosh
0: (laughs) (laughs) of course I'm talking about you I could not call anyone else as soon as I was planning out the ideas for this I immediately text you because I was like if Zaylee says no I don't know who else I'm gonna find because (laughs) you are the person that I think about when it comes to creating video content you make it look so effortless you make it look so glamorous and you always make me feel like well dang (laughs) Zaylee just be out here Zaylee doesn't care like Zaylee comes on the camera she'll be super glam one time and then like another time she's like listen i'm gonna get ready to do my makeup while (laughs) i'm talking and i'm just like man well obviously (laughs) i need to grab a mirror in my makeup kit and and do that but i just love you so much and so it's always a pleasure to have you on the show and i'm so glad that you said yes once again But before we jump into all of the goodness that I know you're going to share with us, um, give us a quick highlight of what it is you do.
1: Well, um, hello, guys. I'm happy to be back. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate that so much. Um, I am a video sales and marketing coach, so I really help people get on camera and get confident on camera so that they can sell effortlessly, because that's something that a lot of us struggle with. And, uh, I'm also a thinkific expert, so I love working with course creators or people who have a really good idea that they want to make into a course. And we all know that when you're launching an online course, you need to get on camera whether it's for your sales, whether it's for attracting your audience, nurturing that audience to launch that thing for a webinar, (laughs) to create the course, like there's so much, uh, that you would need to get on camera to do. And so that is what I'm really passionate about, you know, helping people overcome that hurdle and, and do that. Yeah. (laughs) And execute. See,
0: I told you guys, Zaylee's so smart, all those things.
1: <laughs> all right, so Zaylee
0: is serving as my co-host today. This is the first time I've had a guest. Um, well, I guess not technically not the first time because we did the book club, but it's been a while since I've had a guest that is going to be more of a co-host instead of just a direct interview. So I would love to know if you guys like this format. You could always hit us up on Instagram. I'm at Pimp Your Brilliance. And where do you want them to find you, Zaylee?
1: Uh, you can follow me at
0: Zaley Barclay. All right. So I will link to those in the show notes for you. But let's talk about the benefits of using video for your brand, because a lot of people are not convinced. They are very, as you said, very stressed out about being in front of the camera. Sometimes it's issues with tech. They don't feel like they know enough or they have good enough equipment. There's so many excuses.
1: Mm-hmm. But I want to
0: shut those excuses down mm-hmm. with talking about some of the benefits of yes. using video.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm excited to talk about it because you're right. <laughs> there are a lot of excuses out there. And if you can scroll, you can create video content. It's <laughs> that easy? It's that easy? <laughs> All right. So for me personally,
0: I have found video has been really powerful for my e-commerce brand. Yes. So the Keep Chasing the Stars brand where I have the Visionary Journal. Nothing sells the Visionary Journal mm-hmm. more than Somebody seeing a video, me showing just like even on Instagram stories, the inside pages or explaining how I plan my week or even just doing a really quick walkthrough. Mm -hmm. It's like instant sales all the time.
1: Yes, exactly. Because they're seeing how you use the product. They're seeing how, you know, I think people need to see pages turning and, you know, what it feels like and what you're able to accomplish, like the benefits of that product. And video is the best way to do that. And a lot of people with product-based businesses don't realize that. Like, get on camera and show us how to use your thing. <laughs> as e- as easy as that. So, what are some benefits that you have found
0: personally in your brand from using video?
1: Yeah, I think for me, it is definitely one of the fastest ways to grow your brand. Uh, it's one of the fastest ways to cancel out the noise around you. It's funny that you are saying that you can't really think about another video coach that you would, uh, you know, probably trust to come on to the show. And so that means two things. That means that I've done a good job at showing up in the online space and practicing what I preach. And that also means that you have a personal connection or liking to me because we can definitely find other people in our industries. But how do you really separate yourself? So that was that's one thing that I love about it. The other thing that I love about it is it allows for making money while I sleep (laughs) or even it allows for helping people while I sleep. So even if it's my free content or whether it's a product or something that I do have, like having video out there allows me to be discovered without. The hassle of constantly being on social media, constantly posting graphics, constantly doing all the things, because if you use video in a specific way, you know, you're able to just reap the rewards of people finding you over and over and getting to like you without ever even meeting you, because it's one of those mediums that it cuts out the fluff. Like you can see me on camera, you can binge the videos and you can figure out if you like me or not (laughs) ASAP, (laughs) (laughs) right? And I think that's one of the things that stops people because they're nervous about, you know, being liked or are people going to like, me or you know are they going to say mean things or are they going to judge my appearance or you think about all those things but we don't think about the fact that we can get on camera and help thousands of people mm-hmm.
0: and that that likability is mm-hmm. one of those things that i think is one of the biggest benefits of using video because it's so easy for people to decide are you their person and yeah. i can think of someone um, specifically in the online marketing space that I just don't, just not my vibe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can think about a few people that, yeah. you know, just, you know, you know, that that's not what I want.
0: Nope, not my vibe. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that they are super smart and the few things that I do know about them shows me that, but they're not a person that I want to spend money with because they're just not my vibe and mm-hmm. I'm not going to consume their content. And I, I know that, video helps people make those decisions right away for a lot of different reasons. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because you don't want to spend money in places where you're not going to be happy with what you got in the end. So I would hate for somebody to spend money with me and then realize, you know what? She ain't my vibe. I don't like her. (laughs) Or not even, I don't like her, but like, you know, this is not the right teacher for me.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I love that you say that because it makes it easier for me. Like, I don't have to process Tons of refunds or tons of, you know, because someone realized that after they purchased the product, I'm not there. You know, this is not or they feel like they wasted their money or, you know, we don't want to do those things. Example, if you go to Walmart and you have a bad experience, you're not going to keep going back,
0: Mm-mm.
1: you know. So it's like you might end up going to Target. I like Target instead of Walmart. So it's all about preference as well. And I think that the faster that we figure out. Um, that we are here to serve a specific group of people and not everybody,
0: the better, you know? So much better. And listen, I always tell people, don't be afraid to scare off people. Like you want... You want your brand to repel the wrong people. Yes. You want your products to repel the wrong people. You want your pricing to repel the wrong people. Yes. You are not in the business of trying to make everyone like you. And this was like a hard thing for me to learn over the years, especially mm-hmm. as someone being like an overachiever, yes. covering people pleaser. You don't yes. want everybody to like you. You don't. Everyone is not the customer for you. Everyone's not. You're not here to serve every single person. So helping that along and letting people know up front, like you, I might not be the person for you is it will do so much for your brand and, and helping you grow along the way. Exactly.
1: I love that. You said that. I think that we forget some people like tea and some people like coffee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And you know what? Neither way is better. You know, it's just what you like and, and that's what works. So, yeah. So, okay. So those are some benefits you guys. If that's not doing some convincing, keep listening. We we still got some work to do. Yes. But I I want to talk about um different types of video that you can add to your strategy if you want to sell. So, you know, we have we've been talking about on the show a lot of written-based content. Mm-hmm. Um so I want to just talk about how do we sell with video? You know, is it is it the same process? Are we still using the same ideas that we're brainstorming or Do we need to come up with a whole different process for this?
1: Um, I would say it depends on the part of the journey you're in with your customer, right? So I feel like, you know, we're able to, first of all, writing is my first medium. I love writing. and, And so I take what I write and I turn it into videos. So I love that you mentioned that, like, you know, do we have to do something completely new? And The answer is no. If it's just on social media, definitely not. Um, You can take that same content. I like to say one band, one sound. (laughs) (laughs) One message, multiple posts, multiple mediums, multiple ways to communicate. And so it's, it's so crazy because I take a long form video. So I'll write something up. We'll take that, make a video out of it. We'll also make a blog post out of it, same message. we'll pull tweets out of it. <laughs> we will cut that video up into five ways instagram posts uh i g t v all of the things so just from one video, so I just get on camera and do one video and we'll plug it into descript that will pull out all the transcriptions and things that we need like there's so many ways that you could use one video um and so that way you're just doing that thing once so. If you do have an idea for content or ideas for content or you have your content pillars, recreate some of that content in video because people learn differently. Not everyone is going to catch the writing. Like, it's so funny with my partner and I, I will be like, oh my gosh, I'll send something to him. And five minutes later, I'll be like, did you just read that caption? And he's like, what caption? <laughs> I'm like, are, are you serious? <laughs> it's like, The caption, like, did you read the caption? Oh, no, I saw that picture you sent. I'm like, bro. But that's how he, like, if he, and this is why even in content, like, you know, for him, like, he looks at videos and he won't read the comments. I will look at the video and read the comments to see if anybody's thinking what I'm thinking, you Mm -hmm. know? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So people consume content differently. And I think it's important for us to remember that. So what if he was my ideal client or customer and I missed him because I didn't give a different variation of that content, you know? That's such a good point. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And and just thinking about like how you said, how you chop off long for videos into Mm -hmm. five different ways. I think that's important too, because I know personally, my son, Mm -hmm. so I have a 16 year old son and Mm -hmm. he's really into like video games, like most 16 year old boys are. Mm -hmm. And He has a little gaming channel and he wants to make long form YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. He told me one of his favorite YouTube videos is an in-depth walkthrough of Mm. one of the Pokemon games. And he's like, it's like seven hours long and he's watched the video twice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean you spent seven hours watching a Pokemon video? That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, well, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I can just kind of play it in the background while I'm doing other stuff. Yeah. And so he likes those really long hour plus long videos. Me on the other hand, the way you that my brain is time. set up, <laughs> exactly. I don't have time. So like I don't, when I'm watching YouTube videos, if they tell me they're going to tell me five tips for something, I don't even want the introduction. I don't want your backstory. Let's get to the tips.
1: I haven't started yet, girl. you over here like, it's
0: I'm skipping. (laughs) I'm skipping ahead or I'm playing it on one and a half speed because Mm -hmm. I want to hurry up and get, I want what I came for and then I want to be done. Mm -hmm. So there are different, not just in ways that people consume content as far as like video versus text or video versus Um, Images. There's Mm -hmm. also people who like different lengths of video. So I would be attracted to a video that was chopped up into smaller pieces because I can consume those smaller pieces and then be done. Whereas someone else, maybe they want a full in-depth walkthrough and that's just not me.
1: Yeah, you're so right. It's just like, I like listening to podcasts while I'm doing things around the house. And my partner will sit down and watch the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) on YouTube. Like he, he is not even, he doesn't care about audio podcasts. He will, you know, play a full hour long interview on YouTube. And that's why I always encourage uh, podcasters to put their content on YouTube because there are people, there is a market for it. There are people that are looking for that kind of information. (laughs) So, you know. That's definitely something that you are still able to chop up and repurpose and promote as micro content on social to pull people back to that platform. So people consume differently. I love that we just geeked out about different ways to (laughs) consume content. But yeah, so that's the power of it and i love that you spoke about writing out that content first because what we can do with that is we can get that long form video we can still pull those three points out and make a tiktok or a reel or a youtube short video with those three points just in uh you know a shorter format obviously micro content is doing really well right now so there's so many ways to really connect with people but people want to see you and i think that Uh, you know, bravery or just really figuring out how you want to share your content as it pertains to video is super important because the good part is as many creators as we see in the online space and we're like, oh my gosh, I love this person's videos and everybody's on YouTube. That's not true. There are more people that are not on YouTube uh, than there are people that are on YouTube or are creating video content. So I think that when we do commit to it, it creates the illusion of, oh my gosh, this person is so brave, you know? So instantly you start thinking differently about trusting that person, right? So it's like they trust themselves to be on camera. So you trust them, right? And that converts really well.
0: I love that you just said that there's more people not on YouTube than there are on YouTube because we always think everything is so saturated and it's not even worth it and everyone is not there. So I love that. Yep. (laughs) So you started throwing out different types of video and I want to talk about that a little bit because sometimes people tend to think all video has to be long form content Mm -hmm. or all video needs to be Short reels, but what are some different types and lengths of video that
1: we can play around with? Yeah, you definitely have your long walkthrough, like your son loves, like, you know, an in depth description of. Uh, You will also have your shorter form videos, like you like. And I think one cool thing for us to understand is that we have analytics. So we know if our audience is the type that likes long form content or if type that likes short form content, right? So you can see if your videos are too long, uh, you know, if there's a drop off point, you know, well, my audience is probably busy moms who are just looking for a quick solution or they are really wanting to get to the point. So you can actually test that. And I think a lot of times we we won't know until we take action. So all of the answers that you're looking for, that you're worried about initially about video length and these things are in the action. Are you taking action? Um, And then we also have Instagram TV videos. I tend to feel like people won't watch long videos on IGTV because Instagram has so much going on. There's so much to do. There's stories. There's reels. There's the feed. There's so many things. And so Just shopping. <laughs> yeah. There's shopping. Instagram is its own little network. <laughs> it's its own little platform. Um, and all of these platforms are essentially like that. But I think it's important for us to, Realize what platform we're on and understand that that will also kind of decide how long somebody stays with you. Uh, Another thing that determines that is consistency. So if you're going live at 9 a.m. every morning, obviously, uh, people will start getting comfortable and start meeting you at 9 because then you have become a part of their daily routine, right? Right. I know that I'm tuning in at 9 a.m. to look at Mo speak about content. And so that becomes a part of their life. Like, so, you know, you know that if you're live, people will stay longer with you because, you know, it's an ongoing conversation. They're listening to you. They're interacting. They're typing in the comments. They're probably answering questions. So it's really about understanding the type of content that you're creating. And paying attention to what your audience is doing. Another form is stories, right? We're able to get on stories and show the back end. And, you know, everything has a purpose. Like, yes, I create videos for YouTube, but I love showing the back end of the studio on stories, sharing what we're doing today, essentially. Or, um, you know, how I do this or this little trick or that little trick. And I realized people liked it. So I started also saving it for my feed and putting it on my feed as well. because. It's funny, you start creating little audiences in certain places, like some people only watch my stories, some people only look at my feed, <laughs>
0: you know, mm-hmm. it's like
1: you're creating little, uh little tribes within your tribe. And you have to remember to serve those people. And you can use the same things. So I just told you about stories, and what it does, like it helps people see the back end and get interested in what goes on in the back end. But I can also save that and put it on my feed at a later date, and that does really well for me because it's still video content. And
0: here is something—a little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Almost every platform has some type of story feature. Yes, they're all copying each other. So they are all copying each other. There's stories on Instagram. I don't. Does, does Facebook call their stories? Yes. Um, so, okay, stories on on Facebook. Twitter has fleets. (laughs) I don't know why they decided on the word fleet, but Twitter has fleets. A birdie. A birdie (laughs)
1: is a fleet of birds. Am I right? No? I I don't. I thought, like, why didn't they choose flock?
0: The flock of birds. (laughs)
1: Well, flock (laughs) just sounds. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there was a missed opportunity. I don't know. That part. Yeah, Yeah. But, um, doesn't Google now have stories? Um, I think
1: so. YouTube has stories
0: too. YouTube has stories. Pinterest has stories. There's stories. Stories are everything.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So you can definitely get more longevity out of that content because you can use it on more than one platform. Additional pro tip, don't do the the Reels thing and just take the Reel from TikTok and then stick it on the platform with the Reels branding. Record that either screen record your phone playing the reel so you can use it somewhere else or take the original video and use it somewhere else but don't don't move the branding from one platform to another platform it's just weird right
1: <laughs> no you're absolutely right and they don't like that the platforms do not like when we do that so even if you are repurposing like be careful with it
0: yeah so okay so you know there's a different a bunch of different things that you can do so you have long form video short form video we have stories we have reels, all the different Mm -hmm. things. Let's talk about some of the video um, that you've been noticing that actually drives sales to your video content. Because as I mentioned earlier, showing product video of my planner helps drive a lot of sales. But is there any particular type of video that you create that you notice really gets sales or like um, subscribe numbers up?
1: Yeah. uh, Well, there's definitely searchable content. So content that people are really looking for solutions to that are probably connected to your expertise. So that's definitely a type of content that um, you should get into creating. The other thing is documentation. So, you know, I'm a believer of including people into your process and making them a part of it. And by the end of it, they will feel like they built it with you. So I think that that is really powerful. Like, you know, if you are releasing a line of lipsticks, what you want to do is, you know, have people on live with you testing uh, you know, swatches and seeing like the 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 texture and the consistency of it and asking them, uh, what colors do they think that you should release first? People love being a part of the process because then they feel like it's something that they helped to build or something that they helped to do. And I feel like those videos should be a part of your daily or weekly routine because it's really building that audience, uh, building that audience's trust in you. So when it's time to ask for the sale, it's literally a no-brainer because they've spent so much time with you. It's kind of like, uh, let's say you were building a video studio and, you know, you started sharing the studio. You started sharing what you were doing. And then you, you decided, well, you know what? I have a line of lights that I want to release. And, you know, it's it becomes a no-brainer because now they see how it works. They've chosen the shape of the lights. They've chosen the temperature of the lights, that kind of thing, you know? People want to be a part of your process. And I think as creatives, we always think that I need to make a big bang when this thing finally comes out.
0: Mm-mm
1: instead of sharing that process. I think those are super powerful and they definitely help conversions. I always
0: tell my members uh, not to build their products in a silo. So don't just build it quietly and then show up one day and say, hey, I made this thing. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. Uh, Exactly everything that you just said, showing the behind the scenes process Mm -hmm. really gets people invested in the When I opened the doors to the Brilliance Lounge um, last summer, so back mm-hmm. in, in July, it was the craziest launch of my life because literally the day after I opened doors and I had all these plans to go live, yes. I put an offer on a house and it was accepted. And then it was like this whirlwind of wow. trying to get everything for the house together. Right. So that launch literally rolled on the strength of my email list. And yeah. I had wait list signups. Because I was showing people the process of building a membership site from scratch. So from showing how I was designing things, different gamification elements I was adding. So many people were just interested in that behind the scenes process that it's like, I've seen all these pieces, I've seen all these teasers. That mm-hmm. once it's time for the full thing, they they want to see yeah, what does the whole thing look so. like.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, I need to get in to see how this thing panned out. Yes.
0: <laughs> exactly. So so definitely make sure that you're not creating your stuff in a silo. And even if you think a lot of people are not watching at first, because, you know, sometimes it can feel like that when you look at your analytics, only only 10 people saw your stories. That's fine. Keep going.
1: That's a lot of people. <laughs> we, I think it's important for us to remember that... People are actually people. We have beating hearts. <laughs> we have eyes, ears, you know, like we are people. And so even if you're touching five people or one person, you're touching another human. Exactly. Keep going.
0: Keep yeah. showing up. Like you said, um, they the people who are, are tuning in, they'll keep looking and they'll keep seeing what you have going on. So mm-hmm. don't let that stop you. Um I know personally, I like live streaming video. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I get, whenever I'm really consistent with it, I always notice like increase in podcast downloads. I notice yeah. increase in, in um, downloads to my email list because you can do so many fun things with live streaming, teaching people stuff. That's usually what I do because it, mm-hmm. it's so easy to do. Exactly. And I feel like uh, if you're going to choose a video, strategy that's like easy and you can just start today, live streaming is my choice because you don't need anything fancy, literally your phone and a post-it note with a few
1: points written down
0: and then you just (laughs) go.
1: (laughs) No, you're so, so right. I think it's important for us to really remember that. And even if you're scared to go live, and I'm just saying this as a video coach, because I, you know, a lot of people are really scared about hitting that live button. You can use stories to build up your, you know, tolerance for being on camera consistently. Yeah. And, you
0: know, I want to say something about people being nervous about live streaming because I, I understand the pressure of having to balance. Basically your side of the conversation while trying to keep people engaged in the comments and stuff like that. And that can feel like a burden, but people know that live streaming is not perfect. It's not exactly. polished. It's not cut. So there's a lot more grace given when you live stream because of course, you know, your, your kids might run through the background. It's like, ha, exactly. your kids ran through the background. My kids would totally have done that too. If I was on live stream,
1: exactly. So-
0: so don't get so bogged down in the, I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to stumble over my words. I-, I think we need to move away from this feeling of perfection, perfection yes. <laughs> and just getting it done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, one thing that I learned over the years of being a podcaster, oh my gosh, when I go back and listen to episodes sometimes, I'm like, I didn't even enunciate that word right. So- <laughs> <laughs> or like I said, I said it weird, yeah. but literally nobody has sent me an email ever
1: saying, ma'am, you said that word. Wrong.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> like my life is ruined because you pronounced that word wrong. Exactly.
0: So give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about if you say a lot of ums or you you
1: use filler words. Oh, that's, that's just me. if you want some inspiration, girl. I am a queen, and you know, uh, it definitely is something that I will probably clean up in the future. But you know, in my years of being on camera, it's not the biggest thing that I care about. I care about the message. Exactly
0: that's the most important part. Uh do you have any kind of creative ideas for for selling on live stream?
1: Uh yeah, I think that when you are selling, always have a plan. Like know what you want to sell. Uh what you want to sell, uh definitely think about the Action that you want people to take before you leave the live stream, um, map out your three to five points that you want to talk about because you just don't want to go blank and be like, well, <laughs> or, you know, uh, when you get on, address your replay viewer. So even if you spoke to one person on that live stream. More than likely, people will watch it after. Um, That always happens. So address your replay viewers and ask them a question so that they're engaging. The more engagement you can get on that video after, the algorithm will push it up, right? So that's something to remember. Um, The other thing is make sure when you start your video, preface with the pains that your person is experiencing. Right. So let the let let the people know, like this video is for I just want to share this with X, Y, Z, whether it's coaches, course creators, whoever these people are, you want to talk directly to them so that I mean, if someone is talking directly to me, it kind of makes me perk my ears up like, oh. You know, so Mm -hmm. um, definitely do that. And education. I think that people don't pay attention to the power of educational content is the best marketing out there ever. Right. So teaching people, understanding your customer journey and, and educating people based on the decision that you would like them to make is really powerful. So even if you're sharing one point today and you're sharing one point per day, um, or you're sharing three points on each live, you know, or each video. It doesn't have to be too crazy. But you want to make sure that you have a bit of a runway before you sell. So don't just show up one day and say, hey, guys, I have this thing and I want you to buy it. No, <laughs> no, you want to nurture your audience and communicate with them. And uh, people will tell you the problems that they have. So I think it's really important for you to ask you know like ask them like what are you struggling with as it pertains to planning out your day and they will give you all the answers to sell your product <laughs> boom <laughs> market your
0: research right there
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. okay so i have to ask this because people always want to know but i know that you can you can give us a list but let's let's try to go with three things what are your three favorite pieces of video equipment
1: Um, I say have good sound. Like if you have a lapel microphone that you could plug into your phone, that's definitely one. Uh, The other is a tripod so that, Uh you know, it's you're you're still or you're, you know, in focus. You're you're not depending on your shaking hands unless you're showing something specifically. But a, a good tripod and I would say good lighting. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: if I had something to add light. to that, oh, I was going to say a yeah. ring light.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was going to be mine. A ring light definitely helps, mm-hmm. and you can find them for super cheap right now. Exactly. Um, so, so look for some of the off-brand ones. But man, if it's you have refinement, low, I, I love it. <laughs> we are, we are. This is why I love talking to you. But <laughs> a ring light is a game changer if you are in a space that has low light or you have to film at different awkward times of night where you don't get a lot of light, the ring light will set you free. So (laughs) (laughs) it's a game changer. It definitely is. All right. So wrapping this up, you know, whenever I have a guest, I love to leave the audience, the listeners with an action for them to do. So I want us to share one challenge or like one video type that listeners should create in the next week.
1: Yeah, I want you to get on stories and tag Mo and I and tell us what was your favorite thing or takeaway from this. And I love like getting into, you know, responding to my stories and things like that because I love when people take action. So. All right. My challenge.
0: (laughs) All right. So. And I'm always encouraging listeners to screenshot the episode and share it, tag a friend. So that's our challenge. In the next week, we're going to be looking for you in Mm -hmm. our DMs, okay? (laughs) I'm going to be looking for so-and-so mentioned at Pimp Your Brilliance in my DMs. But I would love if you would um, submit a story and tag us. I'm going to give you an extra bonus challenge. I'm going to challenge you to do a video of five minutes or less and Ooh. post it to your IGTV. Yes, yes, so, yes.
1: yes. And you can be live, and you can save it too. Boom! Right.
0: <laughs> so that's that's two for one. <laughs> <laughs> two for. <laughs> it's a two for. So you can go live, but make sure you you share it to your IGTV, and then definitely tag us at Pimp Your Brilliance at Zaley Barclay so that we can come in. Leave you comments and see what you're talking about. And really, it's just a good way for you to start talking to your audience and and sharing all the beautifulness that I know that you have to offer.
1: Yes, I love
0: it. (laughs) All right. So parting words, Zaylee, what do you want to
1: tell the people? I want to remind you that your purpose is bigger than the perfection that is keeping you back. So show up for your people because they are actually waiting for you. All right. And this came
0: from straight from my video queen's mouth. So you know, (laughs) it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, You know, it's true. All right, you guys. So you have, you have your next steps. Please tag us in your videos and let us know what you thought about this episode. And that's all I have for this week. So until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance. (laughs)
1: Oh, <laughs> oh,